Welcome to Vitality Made Simple. The following production is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you need medical advice, call your doctor. Now, let's go to Vitality Made Simple. Welcome to Vitality Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. Well, as you well know, vitality is much more than just drinking water, eating a few carrots and broccoli, and doing a few jumping jacks. You know, we are body, soul, and spirit. So today I'm going to take a little detour and talk about situational awareness. And I'm going to tell you a true story that happened recently to Mike and I. You know, it feels so good to feel good. So this is information you're going to want. Now, this is a true story that happened recently uh, to Mike and I when we were at a medical conference in Denver. Now, I don't consider myself to be particularly observant when I'm away from a uh, the clinic, uh, because I, I sort of, you know, turn on my high ob- observant brain at work. And then when I'm at it in public, I sort of connect like a, an airhead. I mean, quite frankly, I love people and I'm prone to think that everyone is good. Now, this is a cognitive bias that I have. And many of you listening probably have the exact same cognitive bias. But we were, as I said, at this medical conference, and uh, we're getting ready to go to get on the elevator. And I noticed this man in the lobby area, uh, sort of in the check-in area, but he didn't have a suitcase. And, you know, I didn't literally say to myself, oh, that's weird, but, but it did register. I also noticed that he was carrying two empty plastic bags just kind of over his arm, and um, and he was wearing a giant hat that sort of obscured his his facial features. So, you know, I noticed that, but, you know, didn't think much of it. So we pushed the elevator button, and then he suddenly sort of ran over and got on the elevator with us. Um, And I noticed at that point that he had kind of a bulgy uh, right pocket, which looked very odd. Now, there was another woman on the elevator, and she was standing by the buttons, and she said, looked at that, looked at him, and said, "What floor?" And he just didn't say anything. And then Mike answered our floor number and said ten. And then that man said, "Yeah, yeah, me too, uh, floor ten. Well, now that's when my brain sort of started to connect the dots of the incongruence that was going on. So I sort of got this this bad feeling. So when we arrived at the 10th floor, I sort of grabbed Mike's arm and said, hey, let's look out the window here. Um, You know, the landscape is so pretty. Well, this man, rather than going to his room, he, he stood there by us for a minute. And then I knew for sure that something was wrong. Well, we just stood there and, and Mike realized that by that point too that that I was giving him a signal. And so um, within a couple of minutes, another elevator opened and the man in the big hat got on the elevator. You know, it was all very strange and you know, in my heart, I knew something wasn't right. I knew that we should not go on 
go on to our hotel room. Now, I tell you this story in order to help raise your situational awareness. Uh, We were at a medical conference. We were around all these awesome speakers, awesome people. And in a nice hotel, there was really no reason to be worried. But I was aware of this situation because of a very transparent patient named Maggie, who shared her personal story with me just about two weeks earlier. And and I really feel like that I want to thank you, Maggie, because I think you probably listened to the Holy Spirit telling you to be vulnerable and and tell me about this. It's just with heartfelt gratitude that, that I thank you because sh- sh- they weren't so lucky with... Um, or so fortunate, I should say, with what happened to them. She told me a story about she and her husband you know, being on a, a, a vacation, going to a hotel. A man got on an elevator with them and uh, walked by them as they were you know, putting their hotel key in and pulled out a gun. And suddenly they were in their room at gunpoint. And then another man showed up. Well, they got robbed. It could have ended way worse. It was still horribly bad. They got robbed. They, um, Her husband got, got hit in the face with the gun. Uh, and then they ended up being in the bathroom, scared to death, and told that they would you know, be killed if they um, didn't stay there. Now, that was an unbelievable. When I heard that story, I believed it, but I didn't. I don't want to believe that kind of thing. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to think. My cognitive bias says, "Oh, wait, could that really happen?" And what they found out is that it happens very often in situations where people are having fun or distracted or around. Uh, you know, in, in unusual situations, it, it can happen anywhere, but it's it's very common apparently in hotels. And there's probably a lot of other situations that are common that we just don't tell each other about. It's very, very easy to be off guard. And I do not want to advocate being on high alert and scared all the time. My, my basic need to tell you this is to be prepared and not scared. I do want you to know that situational awareness is essential for vitality. You know, to get robbed, possibly injured, possibly killed uh, is not good for vitality. It creates lots and lots of stress. And situational awareness is simply knowing what is going on around you. And it, it involves drawing sort of a mental map of what's happening and making sure that it that you feel congruence, and that you are aware of any potential challenges that lie ahead. It is not being in a state of fear. It's not living in panic. It's an attitude of preparation. It's being prepared and not scared. It it allows you to see you know, what is happening so that your brain can be subconsciously working out a potential plan of action. You know, in this complex time of change and uncertainty, we, we need more tools in, to navigate toward vitality, to navigate away from problems. Uh, we don't want to live worried. We don't want to live scared because that causes us to, to fall into that stress response. Rather than being you know, in the, 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 the stress area of, of the brain, we want to be more in the prefrontal frontal cortex. We want to be in the part that helps us make good decisions. And situational awareness allows us to see more clearly, to see potential challenges, and to have a good 
coping plan. Um, I, I think it's just great. And it's something that for some of us, we have to be more intentional about because it's easy to ignore those those gut feelings, those God-given uh, moments of, of realizing something's not right here. You don't want to suppress that. Now, there's three basic levels of situational awareness. The first one is simply to have a knowledge of your surroundings. Uh, situational awareness starts with paying attention to where you are. Now, this sounds like, duh, you know, duh, you want to say, Dr. Debbie, but it, it sounds basic, but it, it's really not basic anymore. This cell phone use alone has decreased this kind of vigilance. In fact, there was a a nice study done at the University of Massachusetts, and they found that when people walk and text at the same time, they miss over 48% of visual clues that are coming their way. And so just think about that. You see people all the time. I always say, you know, we've got to be way more careful driving because people will just step out in front of you. So you want to be aware of your surroundings. Put your cell phone up, pay attention to what's going out, going on when you're out in public. And secondly, situational awareness involves uh, taking note of what's happening, like when something doesn't look right, when there's somebody at the check-in counter and they don't have a bag. It, it demands for us to be uh, interpreting the information in order to make sense of it. You know, and for some people, this happens, uh, in, you know, very easily. For others of us, we have to to try to do that. And in our brains, uh, all these clues are getting put together, you know, instantly, and we have to just access that. It's, it's really like that intuition. And the third level of situational awareness, which I think is super important, is to trust yourself. The key here is that you have to pay attention to this God-given to intuition. When you have a gut feeling, you have to listen and you have to make a decision accordingly. You have to not let yourself dismiss that. So so why in the world will I would I be talking about this related to vitality? You know, our world is changing quickly. Uh, there's a saying in medicine, the most easily solved problem is the, is the one you never have. And I think that applies so well in this area. The, the lack of situational awareness can lead to problems into what is termed in the literature as a state of situational stupidity. Now, this can happen in lots of areas of life. You know, we can't separate out our physical health from our mental health, from our spiritual health, and and so on. Uh, We don't want to be stupid when it comes to any area of our life and our vitality. Uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a German uh, Christian theologian that that I just love to read about read about. Um, he was unfortunately killed. He was someone I respect greatly, another one of my my favorite dead guys, as I love to say. But he has a, a quote that I think you'll enjoy uh, that says, stupidity is the most dangerous enemy of the good than evil. Now, he penned this quote, um, this sentence, 10 years after Adolf Hitler had taken power. And if you ever get to read his book, it's awesome because it just talks about that, you know, we, we have these cognitive biases that we don't want to see what's going on sometimes. So so if you want to live with vitality, you have to be aware of what's going on around you. Now, cognitive overload is often a major cause of decreased situational 
awareness. And that's why I think this is very essential to talk about these days. We have so many more distractions in our world. You know, we have our cell phones. Uh, We are very overloaded with um, emotional stress. That's a distraction that can make people lose awareness, can cause us to lose sight of the details that tell us you know, what may be really going to be happening. You know, it it can sideswipe our ability to look at the circumstances that are actually taking us in another direction. You know, and I believe another cause of decreased situational awareness is that we like to believe that everyone's like us. This is this is really an area that I have to work on. You know, when you're an honest person, when you, you want to believe that everyone else is honest, it's so easy to ignore those God-given gut feelings. I think that's very normal. I think that's, it's very common, but it's incorrect. You know, and, and once again, I think this is where normal is really important. We we don't want to fall into that normal trap. Normal is defined as the usual or the regular pattern. It's what is familiar. If you're around people who are always honest, then it's easy to easy to believe that everybody else is honest, but this might be incorrect in some situations. Remember that usual and regular pattern is not good. Consider what normal is in our world. It's dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, inflamed, and totally stressed out. Normal is typically being scared and not prepared. Normal can be thinking that everybody is just like you. So that's why I wanted to do a podcast about situational awareness. You know, it's also important in other uh, areas of vitality, like listening to your body, uh, being noting any symptoms you have, noting when you're uh, dehydrated. It, you know, it's, it's situational awareness is important in lots of areas. Now, there's a great book that I recommend uh, specifically on this subject, the area of safety. It's a it's kind of an older book. It was written in around 1998, I'm guessing. It's by Gavin De Becker, and he was telling about a lot of his. Um, career expertise. It is a great book. I would recommend it to everybody. I, I had our daughter read it when she was in high school. It, The thing that spoke to me over and over, oh, it's called The Gift of Fear. I should not I should note, Gavin DeBecker, the book is called The Gift of Fear. And the thing that he, that he talked about uh, over and over with amazing stories, true life stories, was the need to listen to and really to trust your gut instinct and to act out this information. He talks about how our brains are, you know, they're scanning a situation and they're putting all this together, sort of like, you know, at the time I saw that man in at the checkout counter, I didn't like say, oh, he's this. Oh, he's this. Oh, he doesn't have a bag. Oh, he has on a big hat. I can't see his face indoors. You know, I, I didn't say all that, but my brain was sort of putting it together. And you have to trust yourself. Um, Mr. Mr. De Becker has a compelling, many compelling quotes in his book, but one that I especially appreciate is, and I quote, intuition is always right in at least two important areas. It is always in response to something and it always has your best interest at heart, end quote. 
you know, these amazing brains. You know, we are wonderfully and fearfully made, and we have to trust our brain. This is a, The Gift of Fear is a remarkable book. Uh, it, it's a very practical guide to living safer, I believe, and a timeless guide. And, and safer, it leads ultimately to increased vitality. So that's why uh, I kind of made a detour for this podcast. You know, it feels so good to feel good. And I want you to feel your very best. Vitality is much more than just nutrient-dense food, movement, sleep, or body, cell, and spirit. So we want to improve situational awareness by being aware of our surroundings, assessing what the clues mean, and then trusting ourselves to take action. We want to be alert to any cognitive biases that may stand in the way and cause us to not trust this intuition. I hope this information is valuable, Maggie. Thank you again for your transparency with me. I want to pass that on. Remember, vitality doesn't need to be confusing, expensive, and no fun. Uh, Thank you for joining me. This was episode 57 of Vitality Made Simple. Together, we're going to take the stress out of being healthy. Uh, We're now in 548 cities, thanks to you, 52 countries. Um, Please keep sharing, keep subscribing, and let's all just feel our very best. Thank you so much for listening. Blessings until next time.